Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. the center of the galaxy. This is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked, the 104th in an ongoing series here at Force Center, in which, well, the concept has always been and always will be pretty simple. Me or me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars. And today we have a guest, a wonderful guest. I am very happy to have her here. She has been on Force Center before, and a lot of you I've got to know her recently in the movie Trivia Schmodown. She's also from the A Certain Point of View YouTube channel. Uh, she has a great show coming up, uh, that one episode in the can, about once a month you could hang out, happy hour with Jill and Molly. And she's part of Star Wars Explained. It's Molly Damon. Molly, welcome to Force Center. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. This is fun. You and I have been working on uh, trying to get this one, uh, the right Star Wars rank for you. Ugh. And we definitely 
We definitely found one. I don't want to bury the lead, especially if you saw the title and you clicked the episode. <laughs> Today, we're ranking best Grogu moments, and I'll get to what we mean by that and what we're discussing there first. But first, I I, I got to talk to you, Molly. Um, I just love. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of spew up so spew up spew. That, that's great. That that's really uh, nice. I'm gonna just kind of spew out some uh, really admiration and, and love for what you've done over the last year. When I first met you, it was like, there's Alex, your wonderful uh, partner in crime. And then, then there's Molly. And it's like, it, I just watch you kind of just become and be respected as your own Star Wars fan. It's been one of my favorite things to watch in the Schmodown where people are like, oh, she's not just she's not just w- with that dweeb. She's <laughs> her own power. And I just want to talk to you about that. How has the last year been just Schmodown, uh, Star Wars Explained growing uh, and, and now having your own show? What, what's going on and how's that feel? Man, it's it's been crazy. <laughs> uh, it has felt really, really good, though, to just be more involved. Uh, my imposter syndrome is slowly starting to go away. You know, I still have moments where it's there, but, you know, it's, I'm, it's getting better. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely better. Uh, and, and you you have, um, you know, done a lot of things in your life that it's not like you're this quiet mouse in the corner. I don't want to paint that picture, but it's like <laughs> when, when we first brought you and Alex by uh, Force Center, you know, I knew Alex. I knew this thing, and he was kind of the voice on it there. And I don't know if you had been on camera yet, or you know, seen it. And it just—I felt I was like, we want to include you, but it was like, does she want to be here? Does she? Does she even like? We don't know. Like, does she <laughs> want to be here? and obviously, got to know you guys pretty well from 2017 on in Orlando. And I, I just—I used to just love watching you train Alex in the corner at Schmodown events. And it's like, well, you know, you know, maybe even more than him. So let's get you in there. Maybe. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, it's, everyone still wants to see Damon versus Damon, but um, <laughs> so I, the, getting out, getting there and competing in the Schmodown, uh, which for those who aren't familiar with the movie trivia Schmodown, it's over the SAN network and it's grown out of the old Schmo's No and Collider days, just a real competitive, yet sometimes fun uh, tri- <laughs> trivia. <laughs> uh, how has specifically that been for you of just getting, uh, cutting promos and getting into just kind of that world? Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I seem to have been cursed with only participating in live events uh, so far in my Schmodown career, which is, you know, a little bit of an added stress. But mm-hmm. at this point, I'm getting kind of used to it. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah my, my first one was live at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Mm. Um, and then... And that one only had like a thousand people there, so... Eh. Right. Oh, that, yeah, the big panel one too. Yeah, that was like eight hundred. It's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's, and like yeah, they're all hardcore Star Wars fans. Uh, half of them aren't just aren't there for you know to to see Dan Merle or uh, you mm. know someone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's it's been really fun. And um, after you know the pandemic and everything happened, and the Schmodown kind of went digital. That's when Christian reached out to me um, and asked if I wanted to keep participating. And I was just kind of like, eh, maybe, mm. I don't know. Like Alex at that point had decided that he was going to get into IG. And I was like, I maybe I'll just help him, you know, continue to help him study. But then the factions happened and uh, Sam Levine reached out to me about being drafted. And I was like, you know what? screw it. I'm, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. And now you're part of this, uh, YouTube, uh, brand, uh, a certain point of view, which obviously has very, uh, 
you know, Star Wars heavy there, but it's it's just a a, a great uh, discussion of the Schmodown because a great fan community has popped up around the, the competitions over these trivia belts. Uh, and from that comes the show Happy Hour with Jill and Molly. Tell me about, uh, well, I know what a happy hour is. And I've been out drinking with you and Alex and our old friend Van William. I know you can uh, you can put back some beers. So this must be a pretty adventurous happy hour here. <laughs> it is. It's it's really fun. It's kind of like our way of coping with, you know, just being cooped up inside. And once a month, we will have a guest on. Uh, it's mm-hmm. usually someone from Schmodown, but we try not to talk Schmodown just because yeah. this, the happy hour show is meant to be like, we're meeting at a bar. We're just shooting the shit. Like we're mm-hmm. catching up, just getting drunk, you know, having a good time. We have a, like a, a special cocktail for every episode. So our, our, la- our first episode was with Miss Laura Kelly. Yeah. And our our drink was called Port in the Storm, which is from the Galaxy's Edge cookbook. Yeah, yeah, I have that one. I it's, yeah, I'd be intimidated to make that. Good for you. It's so good. <laughs> uh, love but, that. Yeah, it's been fun. That's that that's great. A lot of fun. And have you have you talked to your, your co-host Jill? Have you uh, asked her about Tommy Lasorda, the late great Tommy Lasorda in Dodger baseball and her time as a Dodger uh, ball girl yet? Have you had those conversations on happy hour? You know, it hasn't come up yet, but if you text me that name and remind me, I can ask her about it. Okay, maybe I'll just get in the chat one night and just uh, I'll pour a cocktail here and be like, I'm talking about Tommy Lasorda. Yes, I'll yes. Do that. Maybe we'll uh, have you on as a guest, you know. I would be honored. I don't want to ever nudge my way onto a show but uh, <laughs> with drinking involved. Though, you know, I don't uh, – be careful about getting drunk on the internet. I'll tell you, people still come up to me about drunk movie fights, but that's another story. <laughs> we are not going to be talking just about uh, Schmodown and all that great stuff. We are actually going to be talking about Star Wars, like I said, best Grogu moments. And so to, to get it, we always like to put some caveats out there. You know, th- there's some deep, big, just giant like, philosophical questions and lessons that Grogu brings to the show. And some of those points and some of those moments might be in this discussion you're all about to listen to. But there also might be more on the table. And we also just want to let people know that this is a mix of what made a great meme, but also what made the character just so endearing. Uh, Scrimshaw and I have talked about, do we... Could, do, do we just do the philosophy of baby Yoda? Do we just do that at some point? Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be a mix of that for those expecting that. And yes, by the way, I, I might say the child, I might say baby Yoda. We might say Grogu, all of it. Grogu is the official name. We won't acknowledge that, but Hey, come on. It's still baby Yoda. So Molly, I pitched a, Hey, what do you want to do for ranked? And you kind of came back with this and, and, and as a joke almost, and I was like, no, that's, that's, that's a win. Uh, talk to me about this topic, this idea and your love for Grogu. Oh, uh, it was honestly love at first sight when yeah. we saw that first episode of Mandalorian. I was a, I was a bit taken aback. I was like, wait, is that what I think it is? Mm. Everyone, you know, is that a, is that, is that a baby Yoda? Um, and here I am now sitting in my office with, uh, 15 plus baby Yoda related items. I am keeping the baby Yoda Grogu business or uh, the, the, the franchise and business basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I love him to death. Everybody knows that he mm-hmm. is my, my biggest weakness. And yeah, yeah. It, that this was particularly hard for me because we, mm-hmm. me and Alex had joked 
that I would actually do this on Star Wars Explained. I would rank the Baby Yoda mon- moments um, yeah. after season one, but it would be every moment that he, <laughs> he just showed super, up. Super cut it off. But uh, here's it. Yeah, no, but this thing, we and, and Scrimshaw and I, uh, Joseph and I, when we sit here and rank stuff, we always kind of say, oh, this was really hard. This was really hard. And look, for Star Wars fans, it should be hard to have some fun ranking. But I got to say with this one, like, they're so this character's so good and just wins you over. Like you said, love at first sight's a good way to describe it. There's almost every moment and egg controversy, egg eating con- controversy aside, <laughs> almost every moment. But even that one, I was like, yeah, he's pretty cute killing those eggs. Yeah. I mean, that's how well this character works. You could almost list every moment and it'd be important. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, having to pick my top five, uh, how dare you? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can do the supercut ranking over on uh, Star Wars Explained. Then uh, we're about to get to the rank here. Um, final thing though about the merch, because a lot of it, like I'm looking right now, I have the Black Series, uh, like the six inch scale one, which is really about an inch tall. Uh, <laughs> there. That was uh, after season one, where we didn't know the name yet, and a lot of it was the child, the official name at the time, or Baby Yoda. I mean, some of that merch just needs to be re-released with the right name, and you'll probably still buy it, right? You mean like the same exact pieces yeah. with the? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you you may know this. I I take everything out of the box, so yeah. I probably wouldn't buy it again if it were just a name change. Maybe the maybe I could ask Lego for a yeah. new nameplate that had his official name on it because I got the little Lego Grogu. I need to do that. All right, <laughs> you're you're a, you're a better person than me. Then I would probably rebuy. <laughs> anything that they sent to me just to get the right name on it there. Um, With that, we are going to start ranking best Grogu moments here. And as we do from time to time here in Star Wars Ranked, we're going to induct one moment into the Star Wars Ranked Hall of Fame. This is a moment that we just kind of uh, agree here as as, uh, participants of this ranking that it's too good not to include, but really both of us probably want to talk about it, and it's just got to be on the list. So we are inducting officially the Bone Broth Moment, Molly, Chapter 4. This one changed the world right. It it, it really did. <laughs> just everything about it. I, I, I tend to use the GIF mm. way too much, uh, and yeah, all, all the memes that sprang from it it was just it's perfect yeah it's perfect <laughs> and, and you know what i love about it is is yes he's a he's a child and yes you can say he's 50 but we don't know how that you know translates but he's got experiences and we see later on when he talking to ahsoka or hearing names or hearing his own name he's got he's got stories to tell already whether or not he can actually tell those stories but that was the moment that it went from you know he already done some great things some i'm going to talk about her day but he, he'd gone from Gaga goo goo baby Yoda like oh he's a cute to like oh he's he's got a point of view yeah <laughs> involved <laughs> he was literally sipping tea like uh, like coming into that fight like oh what you know, what, what's going on here are we gonna be adults or are we gonna fight each other <laughs> yes and again right then we're talking about the the philosophies of of Grogu and in Bryce Dallas Howard's hands that moment really worked for me and popped because you know she probably knows as a mother too she's probably you know looked over and said yeah my kid's probably you know showing me something that i haven't learned yet as an adult in this Mm -hmm. moment And i think there was some of that in the moment as well too 
And just also sipping some good soup. That's not a bad thing. Yes. Yeah. So Bone Broth, Baby Yoda from Chapter 4, Season 1, going into the Star Wars Ranked Hall of Fame. Of course, it has to be there. But now we're going to get into the list proper, working 5 to 1. We'll have some honorable mentions in there as well. And Molly, we're going to begin the list with your number 5. Yeah, so mine are kind of all over the place, but also not really. But my my number five moment is in season two, episode 12, uh, towards the end, after he gets his sleeve of Star Wars cookies or macaroons, whatever you want to call them. Spaceroons, yeah. Spaceroons, uh, the bright blue cookies that were sold for what twenty five dollars I think for sleep. <laughs> yes, uh, but when he's in the Razor Crest and you know they're they're flying around, uh, Den is is busy shooting down Tie Fighters and uh, Grogu's just having a good time. He's strapped in. He's got his hands in the air. He's got his cookies. Like <laughs> he's just having a great time. Uh, I love this moment because. It reminds me just my personal intake of, of the moment is, is often how I would watch I'm out here in the West coast. And I, I would watch the, around midnight, my time the episode would drop 12, 15, whatever it is. And, uh, Grace, my girlfriend, my partner uh, over here, big, big Star Wars fan, but like you, just a big Grogu fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I, she wouldn't watch it with me. She, she doesn't go to bed. She don't do other things or something like that. She will all watch it tomorrow over lunch with you. And so I just couldn't wait for her to see that moment. <laughs> because she'll she'll get so into it she'll cry like yes oh. and that particular moment it just was it was in the face of death almost <laughs> fighting type fighters in action <laughs> cookies and who doesn't want cookies right well like cookies are hands in the air type of snack it, yeah, exactly and you know we talk about the philosophy of of grogu and baby yoda i i don't know that i really thought too far into that when I picked my top moments. Uh, th- these are more so cute factor for me, but mm. this this just reminds us that yes, Grogu has been through a lot in his life, but at the same time, he's he's a he's a child and he just likes having fun and he d- he thinks that this is normal. Yes, yes, so. part of yeah. Well, here's the thing: it doesn't. You can pick it. You can pick everything for the cuteness, but the philosophy is behind the cute. It's there. It's just screaming when you want to see it, or you can just see it for macaroons. And Molly, how many uh, sleeves of macaroons did you buy? You know, I managed to buy none because Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, actually came out with her own uh, limited edition of Oreos, and so I had to choose. Alex was like, "You have to choose." Uh, but, but you, you had to choose. Alex, Alex said, choose between Lady Gaga Oreos and baby Grogu Yoda macaroons. That's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> uh, but actually, no, because I, I don't know if you've heard of the YouTube channel Binging with Babish. I, I'm probably, probably in passing, but I'm too old to know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he's had Jon Favreau on an episode before, and he had him on again this past season of his, and he actually showed kind of how to how to make them so when oh. i saw that i was like well maybe i yeah. could try to make these but i have not 
I have not attempted because I'm garbage at baking. So <laughs> uh, that's probably not true. But yeah, I do remember seeing those clips. And the and the manufacturers of the twenty five dollar macarons are probably like curses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is a great start to our list. Grogu having fun, hands in the air, waving like his cookies and him just don't care about the dogfight and the violence in front of him. Great moment. <laughs> that whole sequence still in the the kid to, in the school I thought was great and. And of course, you know, uh, you know, uh, we a uh, little, little barfing doesn't uh, doesn't hurt either. There, but. I know the the spit up moment is is such a good, it's such a great dad moment for Din. Yeah, because you know he get, he gets his his cape and he's like, oh, I got to clean this up, and you know, classic uh, dad moment. I'm only a dog parent, but it uh, you know you just you know spinning plates, dog <laughs> fighting, fighting the empire, uh, going on a quest, and uh, cleaning cookie spit up. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, our list has begun there, and we're going to go to my number five. Uh, we're going to season two as well, chapter 10. Yeah, I know, chapter 10, you got some uh, controversial stuff there with Grogu. We understand that. Uh, that inspired a lot of conversations. But I'm going to be before all that. The Actually, the kind of, uh, you know, um, before it really the episode really turned hairy. I love, I just, with all my heart, Grogu running from the spiders or running <laughs> from just that whole situation. And to me, the, there I always talk about, and, and for those unfortunate, you've probably heard me uh, just barf up the thoughts on uh, Yoda himself, going back to Empire Strikes Back, how it's just insane when you just think the, the biggest, one of the biggest movies of all time, and you're following that movie up with kind of not just a darker tone movie, but one of the main characters is a puppet. And yeah, you got Frank Oz, and yeah, you know, you know what he can do, but it was a puppet. And Empire Strikes Back could have just been ridiculous if that didn't work. And I keep going back to what they did with the child in season one and just, you know, this, this could have failed miserably. And, or you could have gone with CGI. Luckily, Werner Herzog said, you cowards, you go with the practical. So I go from that stuff to now in season one or now in season two, you got to make him run and you still got to be cute, but it's got to convey action and suspense and horror. And I watched that moment like on repeat and you can obviously find some, 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 uh, you know, memes out there and gifts and everything to, to tweet, but, I love it, Molly, because it just, it, 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 the way it worked, it just, to me, starts my list off because it's like, I, I look at that and go like, I am watching a, for most part, I know there's some kind of digital stuff in there, a practical toy that <laughs> <laughs> run from space spiders and I'm all in and I believe it. And I'm also, I'm, oh, how cute. And also please get out of there. Yeah. And that's moment. I love that. Cause uh, yeah, that, that episode in particular, aside from the egg controversy, uh, sure. which I kind of understand both sides of the egg sure. stuff, but uh, it, it builds so much tension. And then you get that moment with all the spiders and yeah, you're you're fully in it. You're like, no, get, get out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> and just also in keeping with that, that spirit of uh, parenting and which I think was a lot of the episode, a lot of what was going on there with Grogu and, and frog lady and everything, but not again, not to turn that into a discussion, but it's like, there's a lot of, there's some parenting stuff going. My friend uh, and former guest here and, and future guest, uh, Billy Patterson's like, I've lived that moment. I've lived that <laughs> moment with his young child. But, um, but uh, yeah, just this whole like running from an oopsie, <laughs> like oopsie, this is what I did. Dad helped me. I kind of like that part of it. Too. Yeah. A lot, a lot of uh, learning experiences for Grogu. <laughs> indeed, indeed, and a lot for us to learn from. So that is uh, our number five. So what is your number four? My number four is going back 
to season one, uh, episode eight. Do the magic hand thing, baby. Eh. <laughs> I mean, this doubles as a grief cargo moment too. I love it that. Does. It does. And like, I, I look back at, at some of my top moments with Grogu and I'm like, honestly, the reason why this is a top moment is because of the interaction with another character. Mm-hmm. And I just love how Carl Weathers asks him to do the magic hand thing and, and, you know, baby Yoda just looks at him and gives him a wave and <laughs> grief cargo's reaction to that is priceless. He's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The follow-up wave is, is uh, kind of the downbeat of the joke. That's just amazing. It's, it's, playing the different notes it's a great sequence um i mean you're i'm literally uh, just replaying it and laughing and smiling and, and just yeah a comment on you know getting out of the situation and, and and just also uh you know with everything that's come before in that season you're ready for him to use it and yeah. uh, uh but again but he waves back you know he's like hey how you doing yeah, yeah he's he's like okay i i think i know what you're asking me to do and it it also shows you that yeah he does not have a good handle on his abilities with the force he yeah. doesn't understand what is being asked of him yeah it's it's mostly instinct and, and taking it in and and a great use of the moment of you know from taika waititi and just the the beat uh the comedy that he plays so well you know taika gets the, the awkward stuff in there going back even to the flight of the concords day is one of my favorite programs uh mm-hmm. But it works because it also works, like I said, it just like, after a while, like, you know, you're expecting him to block fireballs or heal everyone every time. And uh, as Han would remind us, the force doesn't necessarily work that way. So it was a great comment on that, like I said, but just also damn funny. Yes, I, I, it's it's just adorable. Adorable indeed. Um, that's your number four. My number four is, uh, you know, slightly tied into the expectations in your moment and, and why in that moment you're like, yeah, use the magic hands. I'm going back to chapter two. Still my favorite episode of The Mandalorian thus far. Chapter two, and I, it, it's, uh, it's a long title I'm putting out here, but Escaping the Pram to Try and Heal Mando. Um, I love this moment. <laughs> yeah. And again, coming out of the falling in love at first sight moment for a lot of us, which mm-hmm. is chapter one, and the little look and the blanket comes down and, you know, Amanda puts his finger up and, uh, you know, such a great moment. And, and you're right. And then you 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 go into um, everything going on with Mando and him being hurt. And, uh, you know, you don't quite know what are we getting out of this. Uh, and we know where the, um, you know, the force reveals in this episode with the mud horn and everything. But yeah. The moment you see him, going back to your chapter one moment, you're immediately wondering, force? Force powers? He's got the force. That, that thing's got the force, right? Mm-hmm. And so to see this moment, the way it builds up, it's, it's, a, it's a moving moment for me, too, of just him, the way they shoot it. And again, a, a, you know, a, a practical puppet. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's what yeah. I was going to say. The, even the, the moment where we first see him in episode one, it's very digitized and mm-hmm. like just the overall look of Grogu in that moment is very different from what we see him right. as the practical puppet. And yeah, his little squint. Yeah. He reaches out. Well, because you don't know going to the moment again in chapter one, we keep going back to, which might as well, I guess be put in the hall of fame as well, I guess. Uh, you, you don't know to which degree 
they're going to how far they're going to use this this uh, this prop essentially. Not that not to you know. But by, by the way, it turns out Grogu's not real. Um, you know, you don't know. And, Wait, and that, yeah, no, no, Smiley, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, anytime you've heard Grogu talk, it's really just Alex around the corner pretending so that you uh-huh. you think it's it's real. Um, but <laughs> no, and that was the sequence where it's like it had movement. And yeah, they cut away and they shoot it so wonderfully. Uh, but they, it had movement. It had uh, th- this character had thoughts. It had empathy. And you're like, oh God, does it have the force? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm moved by that moment, you, you, just as adorable as it is. But also again, the subtle, just like it's uh, you know, it is Saint Grogu just stirring from in the pram. You're like, oh gosh, this is this thing's gonna move. It's gonna and it's so cute. And it's effective. So that to me was why it's a memorable moment too, for almost be off camera, behind the scenes stuff, or just watching it outside the story, but also in the story. It yeah. means to me as well. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. (laughs) So that means we're up to your number three as we rank the best Grogu moments. Um, My number three is kind of piggybacking off four it's it's from the same episode season one episode three and it is grogu just giggling hysterically while writing uh on ig11 while while he's just like Uh. mowing down stormtroopers and grogu again is just having the best time uh is this the there's so many flappy ear moments, but it's like the first flappy ear moment that I really remember. Yeah, right? where, where the yeah the camera goes up close and honestly, <laughs> anytime anytime he smiles and we get to see his little teeth, yes, that that, that makes me just squeal with, oh, with he's, joy. He's got cute chompers, no doubt about that. <laughs> and and that talking about a like a meme worthy moment, uh, something you're gonna see and share online. I mean, yeah, just because um, because uh, his ears, uh, was it? Chapter two or chapter three, you're talking about chapter eight, but chapter three is when you, I think you kind of first see his ears really move when one of those ships is taken off on Navarro. Mm-hmm. And so and in our house, I don't know what it's like over there at uh, House Star was explained, but we were just like, we would talk about those ears a lot. We also have chihuahuas uh, uh, and our uh, dog Ratsy has since passed away. We really had baby Yodi ears and we just loved their flap, flappy little ears and we're just wishing that they could flap in the wind. And so to see that moment, it brought a lot of joy in a tense moment again, but a lot of joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way about the ears. Every time we, we see them move, uh, even if it's CGI more impressively when it's the puppets ears moving, when someone is, you mm. know, picking them up anytime they move, you're just like, Oh my gosh, this, this thing looks real. Oh, the suspension of disbelief, everything you you and I are going over here is just, it's almost building that to like, I could just, you know, believe anything. And even though, you know, I'm convinced it's Favreau and Filoni off camera just blowing, you know, on the ears to make them flap. I don't know. <laughs> Could be a great moment in all that tension. Uh, and, and his brief, all too brief, bittersweet, but uh, brief relationship, relationship with IG-11 as his, as his protected, uh, protected. Yeah. I, IG-11 becomes his, his like nanny droid basically love it oh, so good hmm. have you got I haven't picked up uh, a lot of merch recently especially in the Funko Pop realm but uh, they were, did release the one with IG-11 and, and Grogu right in the satchel did they? Oh. or is that forthcoming I don't know these days <laughs> you know they're all out there I think I saw that and, and again because I, I, I stopped kind of gathering the Funko Pops and every once in a while you know, I want I want the the Ben redeemed and the Ray with yellow lightsaber Funko Pop, and it's like I just, they're literally going to go into storage. But I just have to know that I have it, so that I eleven and Baby Grogu, uh, Baby Yoda one, uh, I might need to get. Yes, I'll have to look for that one because yeah, there there was just so many uh, versions where I I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, they might actually make a Funko Pop for every cute thing that Baby Yoda does. <laughs> 
Yes. Not just stealing the eggs and eating them. Yes. Every moment, every moment. Yeah. Um, uh, so that is uh, your number three. Grogu laughing while riding IG-11 or riding with IG-11 uh, in uh, season one, chapter eight. And uh, we're going to go to um, one of the subtle moments. And this uh, is a moment that carries uh, to me some great weight in the story, but it's in chapter seven. And it is when uh, Din, Jarn, the Mando is going back to, uh, oh gosh, what's the point? Sorgan? Um, mm-hmm. To recruit uh, Cardoon to help in the final stand or what they think is the final stand against Moff Gideon. And they go back into that little pub there where um, they have to, there's a couple moments, uh, but the, there's a, it's a real subtle moment. They walk back in and Grogu is walking like his father, just kind of they do a, just a push in on it. It's a cut, a cut in on it. And he's kind of got the walk. And it's very subtle, and you could miss it. And but if you add it up with him trying to fly, and kind of the ship shakes and crashes you know, when he when he takes control of the Razor Crest, or mm-hmm. him even protecting his father, or later on, you know, choking, force choking Cardoon, uh, protecting his father, but because he's seen some of the violence, he this is it's yet to be fully acknowledged, as we know by Dinjarn. Pelly's the first to kind of say, "Yeah, you might be a parent," and it's Ahsoka that says, "Hey, hey your dad, guy, yeah. your dad." Yeah. But at this moment, him growing and watching and taking it all in and just him just got that kind of almost like bow-legged cowboy Clint Eastwood John Wayne walking <laughs> to the bar I've watched it over and over and over again and it's so sweet but it's also important to me and it's tiny and it's subtle and yes I do want a Funko Pop of uh, uh, Grogu walking into the bar I, I love that moment too. And I, I hadn't thought about that because it does happen fairly quickly and, and you could definitely miss it. Yeah. But it's almost like uh, Grogu knows this place. He's been there before. So he has a little bit more confidence walking into this place this time around. Swagger. Yeah. Grogu <laughs> swagger. Yeah. And like it's, it kind of happens again. I forget what episode it is in season two, but when uh, Din is sitting and he, he lifts up his helmet to take a sip of a drink oh, yeah. and, and Grogu looks over at him and does the same thing. He's just like mirroring his actions. It's adorable. It's the best. It's a comment on, uh, I think, part of the um, point of season one. I was talking about that quill reprogramming IG-11 and what you imprint on the, those around you and your, and your offspring or, or your found family. And, and it's all there in that tiny little moment, which is why I love the power of Star Wars, because yeah, it is a, Oh, he's walking, but he's walking like his dad. And I love yeah. That. <laughs> so uh, that is my number three, which means we're up to your number two. Mm, okay. So my number two, I, I feel like I've seen the most meme like, videos of this moment uh and it is grogu pressing buttons on the razor crest testing really testing mando in this moment season one episode four Mm -hmm. just just like any child getting to you know that age two three four i don't know how kids work uh They they get to that point where they start testing their parents to see, you know, how far they can push them. And he's literally pushing his buttons. <laughs> literally pushing buttons. Yeah. Uh, and again, it ties into, you know, it all kind of flows into kind of what is, uh, what is um, 
what I'm talking about of just like, he sees it. So it builds and builds and builds. And I, that, I, that's why I really do love that moment too, where it's just like, it's, uh, um, it's just, it's so cute, but it, it, the meaning can be lost if you just, you know, and not lost, but the, you can, you can either take the deep meaning or just be like that kid's pressing buttons and it works on all levels. And, and, uh, it reminds me of Luke Skywalker. What's that flashing? And it's all that there too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would like uh, Grogu. To, that's those should be his uh, first words. It's a sentence. What's that flashing? <laughs> where's my ball? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's where's the ball? And uh, gosh, I, I'm I'm legitimately sad that the Razor Crest is gone, or at least as far as we know now. Oh, gutted. Alex and I were gutted when that happened. We we were just like, mm. we wanted to have a funeral for the Razor Crest itself. It was. Well, I, I, I mean, believe it. I know you, you guys do the uh, uh, let's build shows. And I got the brick building show and I, I was in the middle of building the, I just started uh, the Razor Crest build. <laughs> oh no. And it was kind of like, oh, this is now an ode to, and I usually, I do take all the Legos I build. I, I put them in storage out in my storage shed. I just don't have the room to display them anymore. The reality of the situation. And, and I grabbed the Razor Crest and I moved it to the living room to kind of get out uh in the next, in the morning, I was like, I was going to pop out and put it on the shed, and it stayed there for a week. And Grace is like, "Is this is this Razor Crest going to stay here?" And I was like, "No, I'm going to take it out of the storage shed." And I grabbed it, and Molly, I walked it out to the storage shed, and I turned around, and now it's I made room for it on my shelf. Oh, <laughs> there's memories, and it's those, it's this moment you're talking about with Grogu, all that kind of stuff in that ship. I it, it's I feel like Din at the end. I'm crying because I'm like, we'll never go back <laughs> to the cockpit of of uh, of joy. Uh, yeah. Cookies and button pressing. Uh, where Grogu uh, had some fun. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm convinced that uh, whatever that little ball is that mm-hmm. screws onto whatever lever that is, it's yeah. it must be made out of Beskar because like the the two things that survived were. Yeah. <laughs> The Beskar spear and the ball. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, you're right. Good point. It is a it is a Beskar ball. <laughs> like it's, a, a pinball machine. Yeah. I that moment I feel like the the writers or, or someone was like, Yeah, and then the razor crest, crest blows up, but oh no, we can't we can't let the ball go. We gotta keep that one. <laughs> well, it's so yeah, it's got it's so it's a gut punch too. The ship's gone, and then also, oh, here's his toy. It's so well, so well, so good moment, Molly. Your mom, uh, your moment inspired a lot of a uh, lot of thoughts there. Um, mine, uh, yours is a very happy moment. Grogu messing about, pressing the buttons on the Razor Crest, the ship we love. Mine, well, uh, so it's a little darker. Uh, chapter fourteen, chapter fourteen. This is after Grogu has been taken by the uh, the dark troopers and, and is in uh, in, in uh, captivity. Uh, and Moff Gideon and his uh, men uh, find arrive to find Grogu tossing the stormtroopers around. So I was looking for the perfect moment. You know, you try to build this list and you're like, well, here, this and that, and there's cute and there's that and everything. But I have, uh, and, and Grace alongside me on our couch here in the living room, I've never cheered for the death of stormtroopers more. And I know they didn't <laughs> die. But we were just like, and normally I'm like, hey, you know, the stormtroopers. We were just like, do it. Throw them. Crush them. Kill them. Yes. <laughs> we're like, how dare you? How dare you? And then for Gideon, what? it's a great moment. It's a great moment in the show. It's a great moment for Gideon. But did you see the power? And it's, a you know, a, 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 it tells you the power of the force and, and the potential power. Uh, of uh, Grogu and what and and how to me a lot of his force right now is uh, is on instinct 
the force choke in Cardoon is an instinct moment to me. A lot of instinct moments and, and a lesson of like, hey, the force, you, you, if you have the force, you got some choices to make with what you want to do with the power. And this one is, uh, is, is pretty powerful. And I just, again, it's a, it's a moment of violence. I wouldn't describe it as cute. Yet, you're like, yeah, ah, oh, do it. Throw those stormtroopers around. Yes, yeah. And there's such a great uh, kind of lead up to this scene because you see Moff Gideon walking down the hallway and then you start to hear like all this yelling and you're like, what is, is someone being tortured? Like, are we going to see the, a new character or something? And no, it's Grogu, but he, you know, is standing his ground and he is he's not happy with his situation and he's just yeah. tossing the stormtroopers around like they're dolls well and, and uh yeah you're, you're sorry oh, that's great that you brought that up molly because it's like you know you know good things aren't happening you know those uh dark troopers uh you know they're not they're gonna throw a birthday party for him and <laughs> there's a little brief just kind of spurt of hope where you're like, yeah, fight your way out you know that's not gonna happen <laughs> but you're like, yeah, yeah fight your way out please yeah. And, it, it, and like, it's, it's such a great moment for Moff Gideon too, because he, he comes in to see what mm-hmm. Grogu's doing and he, le- he's like, no, let he's, I want this to happen because he, he wants to see what happens. So he wants that anger to build up in, in Grogu. It's, it's True. very dark. Yeah. It's dark and it's fun. You know, yeah. it's fun. Who doesn't like seeing Stormtroopers toss right? But, but plus I, I mean, I'm still, I'll wait all the way to season three if there's some actual specific like karma for uh Sudeikis and, and Adam Pally's biker scouts for punching them all that stuff. Mm. You know? Like I I think maybe at some point maybe they've already been killed off. But no, no, no. I want and I don't think Grogu, I don't want him to go to the dark side and just go on a revenge tour. But I'm okay with a little karma if they can get tossed around too. Yes. Agreed. We're talking karma for Grogu, the best Grogu moments. That is my number two, which means we're up to our number one choices. But before you do that, as we often do here on Star Wars Ranked, we're going to uh, throw out some honorable mentions. And this is, uh, you know, things that almost made the list, but we just have to mention it. So uh, what are a few on your list there, Molly? Uh, one of my honorable mentions, I forget which episode this is from, but it's the it's the one where... Grogu is on the ship with Zero, I believe. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, droid. the droid. Um, and uh, Zero finds Grogu in his like sleeping quarters, whatever that little room is, and uh, he kind of he kind of holds a hand out, like he's gonna try to protect himself, not necessarily with the Force, but just literally putting wow. something in between him and the droid, and. Uh, and then it blows up and we cut back to Grogu and he looks at his hand like, oh my God, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> he has like an Urkel moment. <laughs> yeah, can I do that? That's awesome. TGIF Fridays with Grogu. Yes. Oh, it's so cute. And again, like just, it just reminds you that yes, this tiny adorable creature can use the force, but he doesn't quite understand it yet. <laughs> Definitely hard. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great, well-played comedy, but also the tension. It's so good. And and, and why so many moments. Again, we're, we're having to leave a, a lot of Grogu moments on the cutting room floor here for our list, but uh, so yeah. many, that's one of them. So that's a great, uh, great one. Any, any others on your honorable mentions? Um, My, other than the sipping tea, which we talked about already, the mm-hmm. other one I had was uh, 
in Ahsoka's episode when we learn his name and he is called by his name for the first time and he kind of like perks up and he makes that cute little noise and basically every other time after that that Din looks at him and says Grogu I think it's the the beginning of the next episode where Mm -hmm. they're in the ship and he looks over and he's like Grogu and he's like "Eh?" he looks up and (laughs) Din audibly giggles which I love (laughs) I love that moment I'm glad you mentioned both those moments but because I, I felt, and again, you know, they write and conceive and shoot and post-production. All these things, these episodes are, are made so long before they air. But I felt like that episode, the one you're talking about of him calling his name and joking around with him uh, and laughing about it, I almost felt like they added that in in my heart, like the week in between the weeks, because they all knew, I think we all would do that if we yeah. knew, you know, it's There's like so many moments where you're like, it, it, was this in the script or did Pedro Pascal actually giggle and they kept it in? Kept it in. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. The, the moment you're talking about that, just being, you know, hearing and hearing his name and kind of being like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Oh, I didn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. OK, it works on so many levels. But, yeah, the 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 it, it's nothing but adorable. So, yeah. yeah. And, and just learning his name in general, like I feel like. A lot of people were kind of surprised. They're like, oh, Grogu, Grogu. It's one of those things where you have to just say it over and over until you're like, okay, yeah, I guess that works. Yeah. Because uh, at first I was like, really, Grogu? And now I'm like, that's his name. And I, I want him to have his own name. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, like any good rock and roll name of a band or something. You hear it the first time and you're like, no. And then it becomes it becomes what it is and you can't think of anything else. Yeah. I, I lo- and I still, I love the way they, and we talked about this on, on the Mandalorian report of just a lot of big information. The Mandalorian is, it's just kind of just tossed out there. Sometimes there's no s- trumpets blaring spotlights. And for Ahsoka just to be like, ah, yeah, Grogu and I, uh, we, oh, oh yeah, that's his name. You know? Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, I just, I love the delivery of that because then, because then the moment is just, it's, it's what you're describing Molly. That's what's also powerful about the specific moment where he's just like, ah, yep, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And it's on him. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other honorable mentions there or, or uh, your list would go and go. Yeah. That, that's all the honorable mentions that I had, I think. Copy that. Uh, my honorable mentions uh, go uh, Grogu hiding in the pram, which was used in the promo for season two, just chapter one. Uh, Joseph and I really uh, t- took a deep dive into just to him being aware of the violence now after observing the violence and maybe even being a part of the violence in season one. Just knowing, oh, dad's about to kill somebody. I need to uh-huh. hide. It's okay. it's like a, having his own uh, earmuffs moment. I forget yeah. what movie that's from, but old school, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like the the adult says earmuffs, and the kid covers his ears. Like, okay, so they're okay. about to say some bad words, and I can't listen. <laughs> and, just, and just ready for the internet. There's every moment. She's just a gifable, jiffable, whatever version you want to say moment, and and I love that. <laughs> Um, so a couple of, um, uh, I mentioned the Grogu flying dad ship and you, you got the buttons pressing that kind of same kind of thing. Um, I like that one a lot. Uh, there is uh, Grogu hiding in the spit bucket, the spittoon of, uh, uh, in the Cobb Vanth episode, uh, chapter nine, where, uh, I believe it's the, the crack dragon coming through town and just, just the adorable, but also kind of disgusting nature of hiding in that spittoon. Uh, and just how it's this old, old West homage there. I really love that one. Who doesn't love a, a cute, adorable, uh, terrified baby Yoda, you know? 
It, yeah. And that was that was a moment actually that I thought, okay, if they are going to make in fact a, a Funko Pop of every cute Grogu moment, I'm surprised they don't have one of him in that spin yes. bucket thing. <laughs> and it needs to pop up and he's like you need to like tap it and it like doop and he pops up and looks yeah. right. So there's that one there. I love that one there. Um I love um uh, a couple more ones here, but uh, there's going to chapter four, the Sorgan arc. Uh, this wouldn't, it's too disgusting to make my list, but I love the, the reveal, which, which, which is earlier with, with Quill and everything of him eating the frog. But I love the moment when uh, he almost eats the frog in front of the kids in the village there and then stops because they're all kind of like, ooh. And he's like, he's putting on a show, but he's also hungry. But he was putting on a show. And the way he just kind of stops, like, oh, no good. No good. Not not here. Okay. No good. Okay. I just love yeah. it. I'm about it. I've always loved it. Yeah. He he wrote he writes down in his in his uh, little comedy joke notebook that eating frogs in front of children does not work. Not good. Eggs though, good to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There and then the final two moments kind of combine it. It's it's the big uh, the big thing uh, the the Luke Skywalker um, reveal at the end and all the stuff. There's I love him putting kind of his um, hand up there, uh, watching Luke on the monitor. Mm-hmm. And then I love I just love I don't know what you think about this. I love that R two pops up and it's like hey R two, but then R two is the one that's kind of like hey hey Grogu what's going on? Yeah you're good man. Come hang out with us. It's good. And Grogu kind of. Let's his guard down. There's a happy little moment. There's some happy beeps from R2. It's just a real sweet moment and, and uh, a testament to both characters. But I, I love that one as well. Yeah, yeah. I I got to say, uh, I, I had a pretty good idea that Luke might show up in that episode. So when he did, I was like, okay, cool. I'm excited to see how this goes. And then uh, mm. Grogu's reaction to him was, was adorable. But... <laughs> When we saw this episode for the first time and R2 pops out from behind Luke, I lost it. (laughs) I was, I was so not expecting R2 to be anywhere near this episode. And so I just like, I just like screamed and yeah, that, that moment is so (laughs) adorable. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a great R2 moment. Yeah. But he can celebrate and their connection. It just makes sense. Those two cool cats would connect. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, my honorable mentions there. Now we'll go to uh, our number ones, as we uh, always love to do. Uh, I'll flip it here, and I'll go with my number one. So Molly can close the show with her number one. My number one favorite, best, uh, most adorable Grogu moment. It's actually, I think, a pretty powerful one, a pretty spiritual one. It is in uh, Chapter 14. We are out in Simi Valley off the 118 freeway. Going <laughs> <laughs> hiking where I've been before. And uh, Grogu... Uh, goes on the scene stone and connects with the force. Now there's a lot of things that work here for me. I love that he knows how to kind of go into like the, the finger pose. Like he's, he's going into a, a yoga kind of, pose. Yes. he knows oh it. <laughs> I'm sure he may have had some, you know, maybe early classes uh, on how to do that. Or again, a lot of it is on instinct for me with Grogu. Uh, everything he does, the actions he takes, it's, it is unharnessed as Luke will later kind of say he needs, uh, he needs to harness the skills, but, uh, it just up until then he's been adorable. He's been uh, eating legs, eating frogs, force choking, magic hands. It's all over the place, and it's all over the map uh, uh, of adorableness too. But that moment, it's it's pretty powerful that it's just there. He knows what to do. He feels it. He connects, 
and he wants to do this and he knows how to do this just naturally. I, I'm even kind of moved by that moment as I'm also going, no, it's the cutest thing in the world. It just, uh, there was some buildup to that moment too, from Ahsoka saying, yeah, take him, take him to the scene stone. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if he's going to put his hands on it. And you know, next, you know, you know, Kit Fisto shows up with the ghost of Kit Fisto. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But that moment, I just like the way it looks. It feels butterflies too. All those things. It's just yeah. a, a great buildup and great payoff. And uh, my favorite Grogu moment so far. That's that's such a great moment. It's a great force moment too. Like yeah. it's it's something very different where we actually kind of see this the the blue like force field around him and the fact that Din can't get to him. He's just like in the zone. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I. Yeah. Do you think that we'll ever see or know exactly what's what was happening in that moment? Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's one of those. Yeah, I don't. I would say no, but I, I, I want it. I want it too because I love. I want to know because there is some. I always just like he was calling and he, he Luke isn't sweeping him up like uh like the jedi of old you know in this particular moment he isn't just going hi you got a kid with a uh, little force tingles i got him take it you'll never see him again don't worry about it mm-hmm. and that's something that i think ahsoka was probably at the back of her mind uh not that it was a, like hey the jedi shouldn't have done that but just like hey it's part of the bigger picture of some of the issues maybe the jedi order at the end i don't know and, and the high republics we'll see how they deal with that as well but um yeah. yeah, I, I, so I want to know a little bit of just like if was it a help? Was it a help me, or was it a just like who else is out there? Was it curious? Was it from a point of pain, a point of loneliness? He's also connected to Din, so yeah, maybe we'll get that. Uh, we'll get a transcript of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt kind of like just a, a beacon mm-hmm. moment where where Grogu, yeah, was reaching out, seeing who else is is out there. Yeah. Seeing who could answer the call, put putting himself out there. Yeah. Well, you know, and you raise Molly could have, you know, Ezra could have answered and, and Ezra would have been like, oh, no, no, no. You know what? You need Luke. Let me get him. Hold on. Let me, let me uh, call transfer here. Let me connect the calls. Right. You know, who knows? Uh, again, uh, there's probably some other force users out there, but I, I am one who believes that uh, Luke was the perfect choice for it. So it all, it all builds up. And that's why I love that moment. So that's my number one. But we, we have not reached. The point of the show where you get to close us out here with your number one most favorite Grogu moment. So, took a while to decide whether or not this is going to be my number one moment, but it was the moment that caused my I caused my face to hurt uh, <laughs> because I was smiling so hard. That's the cool. entire time. And it, it's uh, season two, episode 12. Again, that was my number five moment. Uh, season two, episode 12, Grogu and the Wires. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grogu yeah. is uh, tr- trying his darndest. I, most of my moments, I feel like, are comedic. But mo- he's yeah. trying his darndest to help Din with the ship. And Din is trying his darndest to give him some direction. and poor Grogu uh, yeah. is he just he just doesn't get it <laughs> doesn't get it and you know he's still fragile and vulnerable and he can be shocked and uh I, I gotta tell you now I, I want to get your thoughts on that. I was pleasant pleasantly surprised I don't know that that did would trust him to do that a great a great moment practically the practical use of the of the uh, of the of the puppet itself but um 
Yeah, there was a lot to that moment, too, of like, this is how far they've gotten in the relationship. Yeah, you tried to fly my ship before and you steal that little uh, gear shift ball, but I, we, I need you to fix this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and in all of season two, we get to see Din having more and more just open conversations with Grogu, assuming he is understanding him more and more. So this whole moment is is mm. great and it's funny because he's trying to tell him exactly what to do, which I feel like is funny because he might've actually gotten through to him had he not had the helmet helmet on because yeah. it's hard to, you know, you, you need those, those facial cues to yeah. help someone understand what you're asking them to do. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, another kind of like, precursor to okay at some point we're gonna see den take his helmet off in front of this kid and if he had only done it in this moment maybe <laughs> he could have helped him with the wires yeah you just needed to get there den no and it, and it, you're you're right and it's a great point of what you said of just kind of this uh you know this this journey that they're both taking and the trust that builds and the necessity you know like i need you you need me uh, but also where they come, the patience uh, that Din has had to learn. And, and this, I guess, uh, you know, this is part of what would happen. Having a kid might teach you this patience. So there's a lot going on. Again, a lot going on in a funny, cute, uh, intention-filled moment. Because, uh, you know, Grace and I, too, I think that's that's one that we watched uh, together at the for the first time together. And, I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't. And she, she was just like, please tell me it's going to be okay. Because she'll do that a lot of, like, I need to know what happens before it happens or else I'm going to get affected by this, this scene. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, little little pain. He survived, but a little pain. Yeah. it's And, like, that's just, like, a, one of those classic comedic moments where he does make the mistake, uh, crosses the wires, gets a little zap. We get the, the smoke effect. Uh, but you know... Yeah. You know, deep down, that he's fine. They they wouldn't hurt Grogu in in this way. You say it, but you know, you say they wouldn't. But that was chapter twelve, and then next thing you know, he's you know in pain. But again, you know, we had a little pain too early on. Early on, when uh, the doctor was uh, Doctor Pershing was about to uh, hurt him some more before Din saved the day. So and they lo they love to dangle it over us, Molly. They know yeah. that we're going to be on the couch going, "No, don't you hurt him." <laughs> Well, that is a great entry uh, and a great way to close the show. The trust that uh, was growing between Din and Grogu and how it kind of came to a head there. And uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. Uh, season three, when it finally hits, Molly, I got to ask you, he might not be baby Grogu anymore. He might be preteen Grogu. Are you ready for a different version of this character? Oh man, it, 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 I can't help but compare it to teenage Groot. Yes, which right. I yeah, I was like, obviously, I don't, I don't know. For me, baby Groot is is doesn't even go near the cuteness uh, of baby Yoda. But yeah, I I hope it's not too different. Like I don't want him, you know, wearing a backwards baseball hat. Talking about what bands are cool, uh, yeah. using TikTok. No. Mm. Yeah, Dad, have you heard my Rec Punk album? Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want the, uh, the the wispy mustache, backward hat. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, we can't have. They can't be Poochie from The Simpsons. We, we, you know, we can't have that. 
<laughs> I I will be very interested to see how they handle him when we see him again. That was the biggest thing that affected me with the end of season two. I was just like, I I love this show, but when are we going to see Grogu again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, even I mean, I'm not convinced that you see him. In, in much in season three or maybe at the end or, you know, and I almost kind of want it that way, not to get into some bare bones predictions, but just like, I, I don't want season three to open with Din being like, Hey, Grogu, what's up? And picking him up from school. You know, I don't, I don't want that. I want it to build a little bit to mean something. And I'm sure I trust they'll do it the right way. We got some time to wait though. Yeah. Yeah. Going on. Well, there you have it for Center Friends. That was Molly Damon and uh, myself working on our best Grogu moments and I'm sure a lot of you have uh, your own list, and you can uh, let me know by going to Twitter at Fort Center Pod and use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. Uh, tweet your favorite moments uh, with a meme or a GIF, and uh, let us know. Not that we got it wrong. This is our list. What's yours? And your list is even more important than ours. So we'd love to have you do that. Of course, you can go follow Fort Center on uh, Facebook as well, Fort Center Podcast, or on Instagram. YouTube as well. You can uh, get a merch at tpublic.com slash user slash force center and support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. You can follow me at Kednapsock uh, or my website, Kednapsock.com, where you can a link to buy my book, Why We Love Star Wars, or find all the other things I've been doing, including the Good People Association, where uh, Molly going to get you and Alex over there at some point too as well, having uh, some fun with us there. Yeah. Um, Molly, before we leave, tell everyone again where they can find all the wonderful things you're doing, including Happy Hour with Jill and Molly, a fun drinking show on the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I am at Molly Damon on Twitter and Twitch. I probably won't be streaming on Twitch very much until after my Schmodown match, which is uh, February 19th against Miss Laura Kelly. Um, wow. and very excited and nervous for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me over at Star Wars Explained on the Q and A's every Wednesday. We do our Lego build alongs. Um, and you can also find me on a certain point of view on YouTube where we're talking all things Schmodown, and that's also where you can find me and Jill doing our happy hour thing. The next episode of that is February sixth, and it's uh kind of a Valentine's Day themed show because oh. we're doing a. Uh, like a, a newlywed game with me and Alex, Jill and Sean and uh, Brandon, Hannah and Sabrina, uh, all, all Schmodown people and hosted by the wonderful Abby, who is also there behind the scenes at the Schmodown. So. That is going to be a Valentine's Day party. And then uh, <laughs> after that, uh, some point after that, you can get the uh, old grumpy guy showing up and drinking some whiskey. All right. Deal. Yes. We'll do it. Thank you very much to Molly Damon for taking her time to come on the show today. Give us a great list, inspiring a great episode. Best Grogu moments. We hope you enjoyed it because Star Wars has been great. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.